Hey. Hi. Right. Ben, what is the new episode of Game Overtime? Um, okay, so... <laughs> I, uh... So we recorded it, and we recorded it about... I can't remember what it was about. Weeks ago. But... We, we all went on vacation yeah. during the time. You you promised me the video... Video? The podcast would be all good to go at some point, you know, early on in September. But I can't see it, though, Ben. Usually I'm yeah, not too I think... Uh, well, the dog ate my audio. Right. How do you manage that? Um, okay, no, I, I lost it. I don't, I don't know where it's gone. Ben, are you telling me that you've lost the, are you telling me that you've lost an episode of Game Over Time? Yeah, I've lost an episode of Game Over Time. <sighs> okay. Well, the problem is, is that I can't even remember what we even talked about in that episode no. of Game Over Time. So, we can't even, like, recreate it from scratch, so. No. Um. Ah, uh, okay. Well, we go. I think the best thing we could do. Have you still is... got the audio of the of the game of the year one? Can we use that? Oh, actually, no. Actually, I think no. Mm, no, that, that's that's the nuclear option. We don't need. Okay, that that's no. That's... I don't think anyone wants us to discuss the game of the year for three hours. No, nobody wants to hear. Especially, they don't want to hear what the results of that were. We're not even gonna no. let's let's put that in the back of our minds. That is that's not even Plan B. That's like Plan F if we even need to get to it. But what's our plan Let's B? Let's just say now? Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball was unfortunately not the winner, and I'm still upset about that. I'm also very upset about that as well. But that's okay. We put that we'll put the past behind us okay. for now. However, plan B for now. We can't recreate the audio from scratch because we can't remember what we even talked about. We can't use like a text speech to recreate the episode as well, because again, we can't even remember what we talked about. Uh I'm looking at the idealist, and I don't know how much... The problem is, is that with this new series of Game Overtime, we've been too, like, high... What, what's the word that I'm looking for? Kind of like... Highbrow? Uh, not highbrow, no. High concept. These, these ideas, concept, we can't really yeah, throw yeah. them together too quickly because they require, like, getting in voice actors, special effects, all that sort of... We need we need an episode out now. We, yeah, we this needs to this needs we need preferably to come, yesterday actually. Oh my god! Right, we need to come up with an idea for game up. Right, Ben, stay on my. We're gonna come up with an episode okay. of game over time. We're gonna discuss it then. Just talk about it and figure yeah, it out. Yeah, why not? Well, let's let's if I feel like almost that at some point in this discussion, you could probably even cut in the game over time theme, like it is an episode of game mm. over time. Yeah. Well, I I don't like coffee so i'm just gonna go get like bowl oh water. yeah no i don't drink i don't even know why we called it the coffee break section i mean it kind of makes no. sense in regards to like you know that's what you do in an office environment but we're not even we don't even live in the same room ben we're doing this over no, microphones I'm in, I'm in my uni flat yeah we're, we're hundreds of hundreds of miles apart from one another so no we're, no i'm just gonna drink water and talk about yeah. whatever's on my mind but for at least 20 minutes or so we need to come up with some ideas for game overtime so okay here we go Ben, give me an idea. So, a game for... Mm. Okay, we've done birds. Okay, we've done birds, right. We've done grandpas. Okay, birds and grandfathers, two sides of the spectrum, okay. all right? Yeah. What's what what's the next step? Well, from birds and grandfathers. It. Yeah. What's the obvious next step? Crocodiles, I'm thinking. Don't know why. Possibly don't know why crocodiles. I went to I don't know why my brain went to crocodiles. Maybe it's cuz no. I'm thinking of birds and birds are like, you know, they used to be dinosaurs and they kind of have like a relationship with reptiles, which obviously the biggest reptile are crocodiles. Also, grandparents and stuff, they look kind of... Well, they don't look like crocodiles, because I feel like that's a bit harsh. Like, I'm not going to say that, like, Mary Berry from, you know, the Great British Bake Off, she doesn't look like a crocodile. I can't believe that I'm talking about Mary Berry again. On I know, it happens every time. This literally ha this has been happening on every episode of Game Over Time since we've gone back, and I don't really... I need to find an another person to... Dame Maggie Smith from Downton Abbey. She doesn't look like a crocodile. Okay. I if, if I said such a thing to her, she would... Give me five across the face for saying such a thing. However, mm. that's one thing for crocodiles. So, what do we know about them? They're big African, like, 
I was going to say insects, even though I know that they're reptiles. They're definitely not that. Yeah, 100% uh, they're they not are, insects. They are reptiles. They're big green, usually, I guess. Yeah, green, olive color, brown, usually. They live in swamps. And what they do is, mm-hmm. like, they like sticking their mouths out of, like, swamps and stuff. And it's just, like, kind of moving the jaws up and down. Like, uh, sometimes they like birds in there to kind of, like, pick food out of their teeth and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we like can come up with game ideas from that. That's easy. I mean, you okay. can just do, like, a. Uh, like one where you have to pretend like your keyboard is every tough in a like a crocodile's mouth, and you press keys on the keyboard to like pick food out of it and stuff. Like if you're a mm-hmm. bird, yeah, easy. there or we go. That's one a idea. Game literally for a crocodile. You know, you need like a teeth shaped controller. Yeah, exactly. Or like a computer, like a controller that looks like a big wooden log, or that is just mm. a big wooden log, but it's full of like uh, sensors and stuff that picks it up. Motion controls. Yeah. Gyro. Yeah, big old a big old gyro log. Would be good Do you think you could give a crocodile one of those new ring cons? Yes. And you could put it like in its jaws and it just like keeps trying to clamp down on it, but it's like yeah. struggling to do so. You have to like increase it so so much. Yeah, he, he, need, he needs to make it out of like a way more tensile material just so it doesn't break in its mouth. But where would you put the, you know, the other Joy-Con that you usually put in your thigh? Where would you put that? Um, on a crocodile. Would you put it on its big tail? Tail? Yeah, yeah that's tail's gotta be. Just put it on the big tail. Okay. Like, you'd have to make the game around being a crocodile and not ring a fit adventure. I don't yeah. think that would work. Right, okay, scenario time though, Ben. Like, say we're in the office, though, and we get okay. an email through. Okay, who's asking for a crocodile game? Uh, Crocodile Dundee? Hmm. Mm. I don't know. Crocodile Dundee doesn't strike me as... Because the problem with that is, though, well, if he's going to be a character from this game over time stuff, like we probably have to check the licensing of it and stuff. Like we may not, okay. we may not be able to just say, "Oh, look who's come into the office." Well, it's famous right. '80s action star Crocodile Dundee, whose name I can't even remember. What he, I think that he's Australian, right? Yeah, I think the actor's called Paul oh. Hogan. I don't know what he's up to. I imagine I that, can't. Like, I can't do a good Australian. No, I I can do an okay Australian, but I I don't know if I could like do it for an entire ep- well, not even like an entire episode, but like for a five minute intro where like he comes in and says, you know, good day, mate. I would like to get a game for a crocodile, please. Um, we could probably get somebody in to do that though. Do we know any Australians? Mm-hmm. Uh. Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, there we go. All right, we'll get the actual. We could probably do it on Cameo. Is he on Cameo? Like uh, David oh, Hayter. Let me let me do a quick Google. Okay, that's fine. In the meantime, I will also try and come up with an idea for a new game overtime episode. Um, a game. He's not no. Oh, he's not. Okay, that's rubbish. Uh, a game that you play by clicking your fingers. Okay, so like a, it's gonna be a rhythm. Well, probably. It, we're just, it could we're be probably going to spend okay. the whole thing talking about rhythm games. Yeah, I mean, we do. I like a rhythm game, anyways. I feel like, mm. um, oh, I haven't even started the time of this episode. Came over time, Ben. Oh no. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, subtract some minutes from that and now start the timer. Okay, great. Uh, also, this isn't actually an episode of Game Over Time. This is us talking yeah. about an episode of Game Over Time. Yeah, just but to we, clarify. we time those. Because oh, we haven't even synced up our talking. Oh yeah, damn it. Okay, right. Ah, Let's okay. do it. Three, two, two one. one. Nice. Okay. Um, what were we even talking about? Okay. What about clicking. a game where you have to sync audio by clicking your fingers or clapping your hands? Mm-hmm. And the entire game was that. Well, clapping if... I like more because that's more accessible. I can't click my fingers. Right. Ben, have you ever played Rock Band? No. Okay. Do you know what Rock Band is, though? Yes. Okay. So in the game Rock Band, you play as a rock band, and like you have a guy who's the bassist and a guy who's a rhythm guitarist and stuff like that. But what I'm thinking is, is that you kind of expand Rock Band to cover way more parts of like the music industry stuff. So it's not just the musicians and the singer and stuff like that. But it's also the audio engineers. So what we could build okay. is like a really like complicated like mixer controller which has a bunch of sliders on it and stuff like that uh-huh. and so while people are trying to do the rock band stuff they're also trying to play around with the knobs to kind of like make yeah. sure that the, you know the low end of the bass is coming through and okay. you know there's not too much distortion on the guitars and stuff like that but it's got a little microphone in it and before the band can start you count them in and then do the clap to sync 
Right, and that's the most okay. important because if you fuck that up, then the entire just the game crashes and goes, "Oh, boys, you're gonna have to start again," like all the way from the beginning. Oh no, that's, that's one thing, isn't it? That. Okay, and we could have like we could get a semi-famous musician. What can we afford on our current budget? Like, oh, maybe a. Uh... Is Post Malone expensive? Is Post Malone expensive? I don't think so. I mean, I haven't asked him if he is exp- I mean, I could send him a Twitter message if you want. Or an in- Is he on Insta? Uh, well, let me Google again. Okay, while you're Googling. Um, I'll, I'll send him a message. I'll, I'll send him an email if I can get okay. him. Okay. Um, post.malone at AOL.com. Um, I just realized, you know what controller had a clapping microphone in it? Uh, the Donkey Kong... Oh, you're... The Donkey Kongas, yeah. Yeah, the Donkey Kong bongos. And they didn't have those. Yeah. The, yeah, the drum kit for a rock band could have had that. That would have been good. All right, what about if they remade Donkey Konga, but instead of clapping, you're clicking your fingers? What if instead of him doing, like, rock tracks, he's instead doing, like, jazz tracks? Oh, that'd be good. What if, like... What if it's a Donkey Kong... You know, like, when they told um, the Tokyo team at Nintendo, right, we got these bongos, could you make a single-player game with it? And they did. Mm -hmm. They made a platform game. What if they said, could you make, like, a point-and-click adventure game, but, like, it's set in, like, a jazz club, where rather than clapping for, like, musicians and stuff, you just click your fingers to kind of show appreciation to them. Okay. And that's like when it like rather than saying you know forward and backwards to go forwards or to kind of accept stuff you click your fingers but then to go back then um that is the problem I won't be able to go forward at all because I like I said I can't <laughs> you can't click your fingers then is it going to register I I believe you can click your fingers can can you hear this yes it's going through absolutely fine see like mm, it's not it's not loud enough see that's much more distinctive. I know, it's nice. I hope this sounds really good on the podcast when it goes out. It's just the sound of me. I hope it well, doesn't... it's a good job we're not recording this. Though. Yeah, that is very true. Even though we did yeah. do a sync test and I did yeah. have to set up a timer, we are not recording yeah, this. Yeah, we that do is... that every Discord call now. Yes, that's yeah, we always sync our Discord calls just in case. I just think it mm-hmm. comes off nicer, you know? Sounds more mm-hmm. harmonious. Um. So... Yeah, no, I think, I think it could work. I... I don't know if there's too much. Like, I guess we could just go through the motions of okay, so it's a Donkey Kong Bongos game, Bongos game, but you do an RPG. Yeah. It's a Donkey Kong game, but you do. Uh... I I think it'd be funny if we included Donkey Kong in every game. Like, if we if that was our running joke of the episode, we yeah, were like, I think that'd be good. What if like, and you know what would be Kong good was... is that if like if. If we introduce that joke too early as well, and people will be like, wait, what? And then, like, the joke eventually reveals itself. So, like, we could say that, oh, we got an email. Oh, who's it from? Why? It's from famous video game star Donkey Kong. And it's like, oh, wow, I didn't or, even know he existed or could send an email. <laughs> or we have him in the room, and I could, like, insert loads of Donkey Kong voice clips. <laughs> you, you just keep spamming the one from Mario Kart 64 where... It just doesn't sound like a gorilla or any animal that exists. Have you? Oh, yeah, I've got that one on my soundboard. Let me just play it for you real quick. Okay, yeah. Like that? That was pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Let me play it again. Has your soundboard also got the Wilhelm scream on it? Uh, yep. Okay, let's let's give it a quick listen. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Mm. Tip top stuff. Um, okay, so yeah, so Donkey Kong sends us an email. And then at the end of the episode, it could be like like somebody from Nintendo turns up and is like, oh, he's escaped again, that rascal. He keeps going to different game developers to make his game ideas, but we keep telling him, no, they're, they're all owned by Nintendo, bud. You can't do that. Hmm. And then like we could maybe have it so like maybe he escapes at the end and goes up like the Empire State. But that being said, I don't know how that's going to work. Like we probably ha- like you'd probably have to be like to me, oh, James, did you hear about Donkey Kong? Oh, he escaped and went up the Empire mm-hmm. State building. That was... That was nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I'd be like, yeah, no, uh, it was all over the news today. Yeah. Um, He stole my uh, best friend. (laughs) He stole your best Um, friend. Yeah, climbed up the Empire State Building. Oh, he stole Miyamoto. Oh, no. Poor Miyamoto. Uh, Speaking of poor Miyamoto, I accidentally did the timer wrong. So rather than being um, so many minutes, it's actually I put those minutes in hours. 
Oh no. So at some point, like tomorrow or maybe the day after tomorrow, this time is going to go off. Okay. So um, I guess it's just going to have to record the episode for that long, unfortunately. That's just, oh wow. As um, what's his face says, um, who's the rap- La Vista baby? Yeah, as the Terminator says, Hasla Vista baby. Um, I was thinking of Tupac Shakur when he says that's just the way it is, but oh. I, I'd be surprised if he knew what Say I was la vie. Yeah, Tupac also famously says Say La Vie as well when he was in Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Right, um, Ben, give us some ideas. I'm thinking, oh, oh, we need to, um, are we going to continue that grandpa bit from the last one? Oh, yeah, no, we're going to have to do that. I mean, yeah. it was it was a funny bit. We need to bring the Draculas back as well at some point. That I've been wanting to do the voice. Yeah, I've been you've been, wanting you've to been do itching the voice. for Draculas. Yes. Yes. See? There we go. You... It is a very good voice, and I cannot wait to employ it more in more episodes. Yeah, see? It's a good voice. Um, I like how he trails off towards the end. I need to do some voices as well at some point. We haven't had a chance yeah. to yet. Well, what, what, what's your favorite voice to do? I, is there any way you can get a Matthew Matosis in again? Um, what if we had an episode where Matthew Matosis comes into the office and asks us to make a game that he can do a review about? Would it be upsetting for him if we were just imitating him? Well, it depends if he listens to the podcast or not, which maybe he might not. It seems Mm. likely that until we get some more numbers that he might not. By the way, if anybody's listening at home, not that you will because technically we're not recording this episode. Hi, James from Game Overtime here, and I just want to let you know that we have a Patreon that you can help support the ch- you can support our podcast with. You can do it for as little as a dollar a month, and for doing so, you'll get our eternal thanks and any kind of additional content that we may make for the podcast. Ben will put the link in the description, mm-hmm. and we'll uh, uh, be sure to thank you uh, when we get to a coffee break section, which I don't know yeah. if we're doing in this episode, because we're... I don't know if we even have a coffee. I know we are having obviously no hot a coffee break. You know, when when we when we like you know take our break and stop talking about game overtime for a little bit, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll just start talking about some stuff and thanking some people. I could do. I could do. I typically do that just when I'm talking to you in general. Um, What voices do I enjoy doing though? Um, Matthew Durses is an alright one. I don't particularly like doing people. I just kind of like doing dumb voices, like yeah. uh, like when we were doing that campaign and the, like the imp that fell over and hurt his head. Like that was quite a fun voice to do, <laughs> uh, which probably explains to people at home. Uh, ben uh, had been running a camp, a, a monster of the week campaign for yeah. me and two other people. Uh, actually, one of the people has been on Game Overtime many times before. Uh, he was also in the party many as well. times. Um, basically, the adventure ended with um, our three characters heading underground to find to find like who is in charge of some imps. And um, my character decided that oh, let's um, let's use one of the imps as kind of like a negotiate. Like let's use this dead imp and pretend he's still alive, and then pretend that the imp has captured us to kind of give us some kind of negotiation rights. But I couldn't think of a good voice for the imp. So mm. I just started doing like a Wreck-It Ralph kind of voice, and <laughs> it, it seems to work. Everybody got a good laugh out of it, so that's the main thing. So maybe we could try... Okay, so let's think, how can we think of an episode where I can figure that voice into it? Either somebody who's uh, given us okay. a job, or... So we have like... We go into hell... Okay. Okay. That, this this and, this is going to be a later episode. I feel like this is going to yeah. this is quite high concept, but all right. Yeah, we go into hell, and Satan's there, and he's like, "Oh, let me um, let me pass you over to my mates, uh, to the uh, to my interns." Okay. And they can kind of get you sorted, and they're all imps. And okay, and they're all imps like in hell, and they all speak like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 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 the idea of the episode is that we're literally making a game from hell. Hmm. Satan's like, look, we've re- fallen on hard times. <laughs> we've fallen on hard times, and we literally had to make a game from hell. I like the idea of this, though. Like, you could have it, like Satan mm-hmm. being like, "Oh, here's the problem, right?" People keep saying, "Oh, this game's so bad, it's from hell." And like, I've got all these game developers coming up to me and being like, "Yo, stop taking credit for our work, yeah? Otherwise, we'll take you to court for fraud." So literally, Satan does need to make a game from hell. In order for that mm-hmm. to be his kind of like financial, you know, to yeah. basically cover his ass legally. Yeah. Oh, this is, I good. quite like this idea. 
I think I, I'm gonna write that one down. I, yeah, please. I, wanna, do. I feel like, and again, because we could do like a lot of kind of like, oh gosh, it's warm here, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's because we're covered in like this place is covered in hellfire, and this is like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't even get a coffee here. It truly is feels like being in hell. That's because we are yeah. in hell. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. And then this you is could... worse than that one time I went to Al Delfino. <laughs> and I'll, like that'd be a good callback. What's it a callback to? The time, the time, the the joke in that episode where we both went on holiday and I went to the Al Delfino. Oh yeah, where was? It'd where be did a really I go good callback for the fans. Yeah, you you went on holiday to um the painted world of Ariane uh of. Oh yeah, Ariane? that's right. I went yeah. to the painted world of Ariane's. That's great. This is yeah. a really rubbish place to go on a summer holiday. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good snow. joke. Though. I liked it. No, yeah, it was. Yeah, I went on a skiing trip to Ariamas, and it sucked because every I kept skiing down these hills and just falling into the void off the world because <laughs> there's no slopes in Ariamas. <laughs> good callback. Yeah, no. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the Dark Souls games need to become more absurd. Like, I feel like if they're gonna bring him back, they should do like a comedy Dark Souls game, which kind of like leans into all that stuff. Hmm. Like skiing. Yeah, like you should you should be able to do um shield surfing like you can in um, Breath of uh, the Wild. Yeah, no, that'd be good. And then like if you knock into like a um like a black knight, you knock it you knock it on his ass. <laughs> and he just chases after you for the rest of the game like a security guard, <laughs> like in Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Okay. I I kinda, you know, Take a break from talking about game overtime for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm starting to run out of some. Ga- I need some. I need some game juice in me in order to get some more game overtime ideas. I think. Yeah. Right. Are you gonna cut in the sound that we usually use for coffee break when we have this break? Or oh what? yeah, I'll cut that in. Okay. Like right about here. Ben, do you want to go through our links and stuff? Yes. Okay. So, James, I talk, I talk to you about this every time because you always forget. Um, but I'd, I'd like to thank our patrons, one of them being you and the other thank one you. being Rebecca. Yes. Thank you to both of you. Thanks, guys. Uh, and I'd like to thank Maxo for the music used in the podcast. Thank you, Maxo. Uh, and uh, his band camp is in the, the, the description of every episode. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to say, if you like the podcast, you can check out Patreon, which was said a bit earlier. Uh, even a dollar helps. It's great. Mm-hmm. And the uh, other thing I'd like to mention is if you, it, this is really easy to do. Just an iTunes account makes, it takes like five minutes to make. You go on there, you go on the Game Overtime page, and you leave a review. If it's you listen simple. to... Apple Podcasts anyways, you're going to have to have yeah. one, so it's just easy to do. Yep. Um, um, it helps us out, gets we, us gets some good SEO. Yeah. We are on Pocket Cast. We're not on Google Cast, though, because I made this mistake the other day, unfortunately. I told people to go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, both of which we're on, and then I yep. said Google Cast, but no, while showing a picture of Pocket Casts. We definitely yeah. are on Pocket Cast, but we are not on Google Cast. Not yet. We Unfortunately will be not, sometime. because <laughs> we are not, not American, oh, US so we're not allowed yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, no. Could we start, like, a shell... Okay. Oh, wait, no, I, we're doing the Game Overtime thing again. I was going to say, could we start a shell company, like, in the US, just so we can get it on um, uh, Google Cast? I mean, maybe. Maybe. That'd be easy. I don't... I'd like to thank our, Neverland, uh, our uh, Dutch audience... Um, for some reason, we're ranked quite highly in that country. Yeah, if you're d- Dutch and you listen into the podcast, uh, Ben, how do you say thank you in Dutch? Uh, let me have a look. Yeah, let's have, let's, let's have a quick look. Uh, a danke. There we go. Ah, Same yes. as bedank, bedanke. Same like it is kind of in German, which is nice. Yeah. So, uh, to all the Dutch listeners, danke. And okay. with that out of the way, well, actually, no, that's not quite true. Ben, you're on Twitter and stuff, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, my Twitter is at HeyMeBen. Yeah. I don't know why you ask me this every time we're in a call, but... 
Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know. I was wondering whether that because like because we're kind of doing a fourth wall breaking episode of mm-hmm. Game Overtime, and usually the coffee break section is kind of when we break the fourth wall again. Is this yeah. like totally like this are like sixteen this walls? Is the fifth being, wall, like famous, like like famous movie star Deadpool says. I don't know if you know this about Deadpool, but okay. he knows he's in a movie, which is pretty oh wow. Funny. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know whether that kind of clears that stuff all up as well, but yes, you're on Twitter. I'm also on Twitter at Hot Cider, H-O-T-C-Y-D-E-R. Uh, I'm occasionally, mm, yeah, go on. I'm, I'm also occasionally putting out videos now, which is quite nice. So I, I'm, I'm on YouTube at Hate Me Ben as well. Yeah. When it, when's the new vid, Ben? Uh, I need to, I need to get it out quick. It's yeah. it's gonna be about Hollow Knight. I've been working yeah, on it for about two years. The clock here. Yeah. Uh, I the reason I've now been pressured into making it quicker is because you know when when Mark Brown started his Boss Key series on Metro on the Metroid mm. series, I was like, oh, it's fine. He's it, like he said he was gonna do Hollow Knight at some point, but I was like, oh, it's gonna take ages. Nope. I'll have mine out by then. Nope. Um. And now he's um he's about to do Hollow Knight. Uh. So I'm. And I'm like, well, shit. I don't really have anything. You might I, be lucky I'm on though. My he might third do... draft of my script. He'll definitely. I feel like he'll do an episode between the last one that he did, which was Metroid Corruption, and Hollow Knight one. There will be one in between. Well, so I feel like you've he, maybe got a he, month. He teased it very much at the end. I'm sure he did, but even he, did he say that the Hollow Knight episode will be next on his channel? Well, though? he said the next one will be a big one, and it was Hollow Knight in the background. Right. Well, you, so, better, you better speed up production. You yeah, I've got to speed up the means of production. You spe- speed up the mean? The means of production. Oh, the means. Oh, like socialism. Like yeah. Karl Marx says. Yeah. Speaking of Karl Marx, Ben, have you been playing anything this week? Or even last uh, week, because there has been a gap in time. Yeah. Technically, we or can talk like about Or even like two weeks ago. Or like a month, you know? Yeah, exactly. You can talk anyway. about... We can talk about um, what's it called Yu-Gi-Oh again, and I could make the same jokes that I did in the last recording. Because to break the fourth wall again, people, there was actually an episode of Game Over Time <laughs> that was meant to come out, but we have mm-hmm. lost the audio for it, unfortunately. Yeah. My fault. I'm not. I'm not going to blame you though for it. I am. Okay. Can I blame uh, you for it then? Yeah. Okay. It will hurt my feelings, but yeah. That that was me blaming. That that I, okay. you can't see it because you can't see my face, unfortunately. Right. But I am doing a lot of blaming. Facing. We we talked about uh some a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh, a surprising amount of Yu-Gi-Oh. It was supposed to be a little bit. I was gonna be like, haha. James was like, oh, what game we've we been playing, and it was obvious the answer. So yeah. I was like, oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, he and, kind of. And did then the... yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, it was interesting because I was I just liked enjoying listening to Yu-Gi-Oh because my only kind of connection with Yu-Gi-Oh is seeing the cartoon. Like, mm. I can't call it a cartoon because it's an anime. It's an anime. I know that's going to offend people by calling it a cartoon. However, I did see the cartoon when I was a much younger man, where I always just thought it was funny that you had this kid with funny hair who, like, his granddad was like, "Oh, everybody's into these card games now. <laughs> oh, why don't you take this incredibly dangerous pyramid and like use it for?" Uh, you know, for your card games, and every time you used the pyramid, he turned into a... Well, he looked the same, but he kind of turned into well, an adult no... man. Yeah. He didn't really look the same. He, like... He looked a lot older. Yeah, like, it was the weird thing. Yeah, and yeah. I kept making the joke about, like, oh, he could use that to, like, you know, go into an offy and just buy, like, hooch, you know? <laughs> and I... it is funny. Uh, It's very funny, and we spent a lot of time talking about it, way more than it was intended. I was... I was doing a bit that was supposed to be like five seconds long. We were trying to. I'm trying to remember when we, how we managed to get onto the topic of talking about the X Men as well, because I was telling you Did about we? there were like master molds and stuff like that, and I can't remember why that mm. even came up. We had a good joke well, about. We had a good bit about Ramsey's kitchen nightmares, though. Ah, uh, yeah. That made me giggle. I hope the people the at home are enjoying us reminiscing about things <laughs> that they didn't hear. What, what What was the bit? Um. It was like, I think it was like they were actual nightmares or something. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it, yeah, it, it was just kind of, it was something about nightmares and then talking about like, oh, my nightmare is Gramsci Sketch Nightmares. But then the thing that I was saying about was how in the American version, they all call him Chef Ramsay and kind of show respect to him. But like in the mm-hmm. British one, they call him Gordon, like he's his mate. 
Oh, cheers, Gordon. Made stuff like thanks, that. Thanks, Gord. Oh, thanks, Gord. Oh, I'm trying to remember what it was because it was kind of like, okay, he yeah, did, to, did he go he in a kitchen to... and there's just like a summoning circle there and stuff <laughs> like that? Like actual nightmares. That could have been it. Um, oh. oh, God. Oh, this is unfortunate. I know. We'll, we'll just have to do... You, the, you we... could dig for your audio and find it, but it'd be only one one-sided. I, I made the joke that Ben should take my audio and then t- put it in Adobe Audition and like eliminate all the silences in it. <laughs> it's just like a stream of audio, just me being like, yeah, yeah, no, I get you. You know, yeah. I could upload that on Patreon. Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, that'd be a good. Yeah, there we go. That's that's the reason to subscribe to us on Patreon yep. is that you can get that that funny audio of me just saying streams of years. And I'm also gonna put up the uh, thumbnail for the last one. Yeah, I've never. That'd be quite good. It's the son holding a gun, with a bow in her ear. Yeah, which it was a good. It was a fu- well. It was a funny enough episode. We didn't talk about the idea for much of it. Oh God, no. We kind of so we weren't really sh- so we forgot like quite a good idea for the next episode, but we wanted kind of like a normal episode, just sort of in between, because it would be quite a lot to sort of do in time. So mm-hmm. my idea was, oh, let's make a game for the son. Where the joke was then at the end of the episode that it wasn't for the sun, the giant, so, you know, heavenly body solar entity, but for the UK newspaper, the sun. But mm-hmm. we couldn't unfortunately come up with a lot of ideas for the sun. Which is why we did end up talking a lot about Gordon Ramsay. We talked a lot about Gordon Ramsay. We talked we talked about a lot of stuff. I can't even remember what. Most of it. No, but it was most of it wasn't the sun. No, funnily enough, most of it was not the sun. Um, you know what we could do? Because other than that, we could have just talked about control again, which I feel like I kind of I could very mm. quickly sum up my thoughts on control from what I said last time. Well, go on. But the thing is, is that I can't really because I'm kind of like so far away from the product now that I am starting to forget it. But I did enjoy my time with it. And I think as well, I don't know whether it's going to end up being one of my favourite games of the year, but the thing is, is that I haven't played a lot of games this year. So I don't... I don't know, it might do. But Resident Evil 2? Res- Resident Evil 2 is quite high up, but I think I would need yeah. to replay it again to kind of get, like... See if whether at the time I was just kind of, like, hyped on it and whether that will actually hold up, but... I've had a I lot very of time- much enjoyed RE2. Oh yeah, no, I thought it was tip-top, but I feel like I would need to kind of replay it just to see if that hype was, yeah. like, just, you know? I kind of yeah. want to play the new Zelda game, though. But Link's Awakening, yeah. Yeah, it's not a new Zelda game, though. It's technically it's an old Zelda game that they've made new. But mm. I do want to play it, just because I've heard a lot of people say nice things about it. So... And I like how it looks. I don't like the performance of it, though, where every time you go outside, it drops to, like, 20 frames a second and yeah. then picks back up to 60. It doesn't, like, I know it's a visually impressive game, but I don't... Is it that visually impressive? Um, I think like, considering... I it's, it's got really nice art direction, I think is the thing. Mm. I like the fact that it looks like mini... Like, it looks like miniatures, which is cool. Yeah. And, like, the know, fact it's that... It's weird that it kind of chugs a bit. Yeah, that is the weirdest thing about it, is that it... Ch- and I wonder why, whether it's just that it's trying to, like, load in all that information at once, or, like, you know, it ha- it isn't, like, some stuff isn't properly, properly optimized, but it's weird, because, like, you go inside a dungeon, you go inside a house, and, like, it runs absolutely fine, but you go outside, and every time you transition into a new area, it drops to half the frame rate for a good five to ten seconds, and then it eventually picks itself back up again. And it's not like there's a ton on screen. It's... No, exactly. It's yeah, weird, it's though. Hard. I do think the weirdest thing about it, and I keep thinking about this every time I see it, is that it is a weirdly luxury product for a game that's... Like, it feels like a small... Ga- well, I mean, it's based on a Game Boy game, which, you know, hmm. they only had so much space for them, and so you can only fit so much into it. But it is like... Like, if you're going to do this level of, like, kind of luxury-style remake, usually you would do it for... Like, the Final Fantasy VII, I think, is the best example of that, where they're basically taking the tools and the kind of workflow of Final Fantasy XV, which I know I keep making this joke a lot. Maybe not on the podcast, but I do keep making mm-hmm. this joke a lot to different people, where it looks like the most expensive game ever made. And they're basically applying that technology to Final Fantasy VII, which at the time looked like the most expensive game ever made. 
Meanwhile, Link's Awakening, I don't think anyone has ever said that it's the most expensive game ever made. Yet they are applying that kind of technology to that game, which is weird. It's definitely not on the level of FS7. No, it, of course it's at not. At the end of the day, it is a it is a pretty much one to one remake in a lot of areas. Yeah, no, technically, like you know, they had a couple of quality of life improvements for the controls, but basically, like you could almost you could probably play it with exactly the same control scheme and still get exactly the same experience yeah. out of it. But basically, everything's been done up to the nines, essentially three D, mm. and they've gone with a really interesting art direction for it as well, which again, usually. You don't get it for a game like that. Like, you, yeah. like you would do kind of like a XBLA remake where maybe you'd used hand draw sprites or stuff like that. You know, kind of you go for a slightly cheaper. This feels like a weirdly luxury remake for a otherwise small game, which is what the most interesting thing about it is. Yeah, I guess it's, it's uh, maybe RE2 kind of fits for that as well, but maybe not. I don't know. Well, RE2 is very like big uh it was yeah. a very much grounds up reimagining of re2 oh absolutely um and i'd say yeah no i'd i'd classify that as on the same level okay like That's... that was a, a a essentially a new game entirely oh yeah absolutely. whereas you can like so fs7 the two versions are completely distinct games yeah. whereas i'd say the link's awakening yeah it looks a lot better and it's much more up to modern standards, but like you are, you are playing the same game. Yeah, with no, some th- quality of life. Think, yeah, they haven't changed much. They've they've added a new puzzle builder mode, which apparently is a little bit half baked, unfortunately. Yeah. Although I really like the idea of it. Like, I think people have been asking for like a Zelda maker since Mario Maker's yeah. been a thing. I mean, the problem is you can't like share anything. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is that you're not really building dungeons because all yeah, the rooms are prefabbed. You're really just laying it, stuff it down. It mostly reminds me of the uh, final dungeon in Skyward Sword. Oh, is that how um, that... Oh, yeah, you move um, slots about, don't you? And, yeah, uh, I love up. that dungeon. It's very good. I need to go back to Skyward Sword. I stopped after the third dungeon and just haven't picked it back up again. Oh, and it damn. wasn't because I wasn't enjoying it. I just kind of ended up falling off it and moving on to something else. But Well, I, I think... I, I love Skyward Sword. Uh, yeah. That's the top for another time. It's though. your it's your favourite Zelda. Uh, Night of Majora's Mask is. Ooh. But Skyward Sword's number two. What if Majora's Mask has Skyward Sword's controls and art scheme, though? Uh, it wouldn't fit it. It wouldn't fit it? No. You're telling me that Skyward Sword controls wouldn't fit Majora's Mask? It's less the controls, it's more the art scheme. Oh, right. Uh, art style, like, I don't know, Skyward Sword's very colourful. I guess you could make it darker, but... Yeah, because that's one of the issues as well that people are putting against the Link's Awakening remake, which is like, oh, the the original game's weird and kind of offbeat, yeah, this art style makes it look cutesy, but it's kind of like, I don't think, like, the weirdness wasn't at the forefront of the Game Boy, like, that was just kind of something that was laminated through it, but it was still meant to be presented like a old-fashioned Zelda game. I think the well, weirdest how... thing about... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go on. I was going to say, I think the weirdest thing about it is that you can tell that this was meant to be a 3DS game that they were then told, right, we're moving production over to Switch now. So I don't know. I mean, this I don't think this game's been in development that long. I feel, well, I, I feel imagine. like it was planned for a lot. I feel like this was planned to mm. come out after uh, Link Between Worlds, which well, I originally... DX was ported to the 3DS, I feel like they probably didn't intend for this remake. Okay. Um... Like maybe they thought about it and, you know... Yeah, it makes you wonder why they did it then. Because mm. my thought was that it was going to be the follow-on from, you know, Link Between Worlds, which probably was intended to be like a from-the-ground-up Link to the Past remake that then somebody decided, actually, no, I want this to be its own thing. Well, I, I, think sh- the, I, I saw something about the developers preferring Link's Awakening to Link to the Past. Yeah. Okay. And I think it was probably a thing of, okay, we like this game a lot and we want people to experience it. Um, they had a producer was who was like spearheading that stuff. Mm. Yeah, it was something that yeah. somebody really wanted and managed to push through and get it done. Yeah, and I can I can kind of see like I can see what its unique selling point is, which is that kind of art style. Which I kind of like that sort of trend of Nintendo stuff now, where they're really kind of starting to explore, you know, realistic looking shaders and textures and stuff, but they're not using it to do. 
It's Mario in Unreal Engine yeah. 4. Look, we've put him in a field with, like, realistic <laughs> shaders and shit. No, it is, like, how can we recreate, like, textiles and, like, paper and... St- so you've had stuff like, you know, like Yoshi's Woolly World and Kirby's Epic Yarn and stuff like that. And then, you know, they did Paper Mario on the Wii U where they actually tried to make everything mm. look like it was made out of paper. And then this kind of feels like an extension of that where it's, like, little wooden painted Mario, like, you know, kind of old-fashioned yeah. diorama stuff. Well, the the thing that sold me on the game was mm. um, Cal Bossman from Easy Allies. Uh, ironically, not even talking about the game. Right. Uh, he was talking about the original Link to the Past, uh, Link Link's Awakening. Okay. And the way he described it was that, um, so I guess spoilers for Link to the Past, uh, Link's Awakening even. Uh, yeah. Link's Awakening uh, is a dream. And yes. Since the opening is very much a, like, you see the opening cutscene in the trailer, and it's stylized and like the, uh, cartoon like anime-ish i guess hmm. yeah it's like hand, um, it's hand-drawn animation you know that's that's like the real world but then he described the world of Link's awakening like the world in the dream as like a toy box yeah and small and quaint and like okay this is this is the dream world this is an ideal land yeah like a nice little just quaint little world i was like yeah no okay that that sells me on that style um like if so if, you know Link to the Past looked like this. I don't know if I'd be as happy. No, cause... yeah, I think you're right because Link to the Past is meant to be in, you know, quote unquote, the real world. So it yeah, should look a it's bit big, more... it's grand. You kind of want something more. Yeah. Yeah, more like a Link Between Worlds, I guess. You know, that's why I end... that's why I posted that tweet the other night where I said that they should remake Wario Land 3 like that because the plot mm. of Wario Land 3 is it is set in a, um, in a wind up music box. Okay. Because I was thinking, like, yeah, you could do it like a little miniatures sort of thing. I mean, people have been yeah. sharing pictures of, like, Earthbound, where people have been recreating the look of that. Like, somebody wanted to do, like, a felt one, and then somebody wanted to do, like, a little, you know, 3D figurine one. Again, like, I think with... There's a lot of Nintendo stuff that would that would work really well with. I want to I wanna know what would be the best... Like, if they didn't do, like, a normal art style for the next Metroid game, how would they do it? What well, would be... I, I, my ideal... Like I guess would be, Astral Chain looks very good. Okay. Um, that I've been playing Astral Chain a lot recently. Yes. And that game is very visually impressive. Mm. Uh, for the Switch, like I I don't know how it's possible. Do you want to talk um, about Astral Chain for a little bit? Because we still got a few minutes. Yeah, so sure. We can extend Coffee Break a little bit. We yeah. can talk about Astral. That's something brand new. You can talk about Astral Chain. That's okay. Sure. Uh, Astral Chain is very very pretty. Like yeah. it's it's mostly the colors and like the way they use motion blur and a lot of things. Um, it just I don't know I don't know how to describe it. It just looks very good and it it's has a good art anime esque good art direction. Yeah, yeah. Like everything's stylized enough. Like hmm. everything fits. I mean, like even if they're using particular materials and stuff like that, it still fits in this kind of like almost kind of like CG anime look that they're going for. Hmm. I guess. And I guess if they didn't go with a more traditional art style for Metroid, I'd go with that. Okay. Though, like, I don't know. I like the Metroid art styles, and I think they could just bring it forward. See, it's not, you know, it, you know what it's I less was... of an art style thing. And... Yeah. You know what I was thinking, though, is that mm. they should kind of extrapolate on what they started to do a little bit of in Zero Mission, where they kind of almost had, like, sort of a comic book look to it. Like, where very mm. kind of dark edges and stuff like that, and kind of... Like a lot of the background stuff, they used kind of a lot of almost like halftone shade and a lot of Kirby crackle for a kind of how a lot of stuff looks. Hmm. And I think you, if you did a traditional two D style Metroid game, you could almost do it a little bit like that, where every yeah. kind of room had a sort of like a kind of comic book look. But then I don't think you could go to the extent of having it like you know Samus is like jumping over the white borders of comic book stuff and having like giant speech oh, yeah. bubbles popping out and stuff that wouldn't quite work like that doesn't yeah it doesn't make sense for no not metroid. for a franchise like that i guess metroid the is thing... a very takes itself seriously all the time series yeah. like zelda and mario they have their silliness yeah, like, they're whimsical yeah like zelda will have serious stuff in it but for the most part mm. like you'll be going through these weird places Whereas Metroid is like never a series that's uh, faltered from 
100% serious. They've never made a whimsical Metroid game. Yeah, I can't even think of a single bit of comedy in a Metroid game. Like, there's stuff, there's dark humor um, in stuff like Prime, where they talk about the space pirates that um, managed how, how to crush themselves. How are you themselves. about Metroid Fusion? Where, what about um, where the computer's like, oh, there's some life forms on deck, you need to go investigate them, and then it turns okay. out that it's Mrs. Oh. Decor and the Atkins. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, that's kind of But you can't make an whimsical. entire game out of that, though. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's you what I mean. You need those like, lighthearted moments. That's the kind of franchise that does actually benefit from hyper, having a hyper-realistic art style because of kind Obviously of... Obviously, the they same. can't do fully hyper-realistic because the Switch isn't capable of that oh, sort gosh, of thing. Oh, gosh, no, of course not, but... But like they can, they can do what they did with Prime Free and just make a very good-looking game for the system it was on. What about uh, something like Journey? Do you think that would like that kind of aesthetic where it is kind of relatively complex geometry, but very simple shading and light? Well, mm. not not simple because the lighting, basically, the lighting's kind of um, powering like a lot of the you know shadows and stuff like that. But basically, it is relatively simple shaders and textures. Yeah. Because I'm kind of imagining, like, you know in Metroid Prime 1, the first area that you go in, which has, like, the bees' nests and stuff like that, and it's very kind of mm. sandy-looking? Yeah. I, that Egon would look Weiss. quite cool in, you know... Oh, not Egon Weiss, The beginning of, Chosen. you know, Journey, where you're, like, you're going down the sand dunes and stuff like that, how that looks. Mm. But then I guess that works better for Journey, because that is, like, such a giant environment, versus for Metroid, because everything's a lot smaller, I guess. You it's room-based. Hmm. I don't know. It's I hard. mean, we'll see. It's. We'll see. I think we'll... it's gonna probably just be a natural evolution of what. Oh, Metro Prime Four is gonna look like Metro Prime yeah. Three. I don't think yeah. there's any, you know, beat around that. So. But to to quickly talk about Astral Chain. Yes. It's very fun so far. Good. Uh, I like I like the uh. The platinum gameplay with a sort of second character you have to kind of control yeah um i think that's and like yeah that's it's, the thing it's that's got me combo based. In it. yeah so what the, like, so what's the combo system like did you say uh there's there's you don't have to like you know do bayonetta combos or got you uh like devil may cry combos it's more uh you've got a few you've got a standard attack string uh you've got a few alterations on that like you can charge an attack uh you can do an attack and then wait a second, then do another one, and that does a an attack. But like there aren't there aren't multiple strings. It's one attack string with some other attacks you can use as well. Yeah. And it's mostly the legion, which is what the uh, your companion thing is called. That oh, that's what the that, that's what the robots called at the end of the chain. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you can use them to do stuff like wrapping uh, opponents. You can control them by holding. Uh, down the left trigger and moving the right stick. Okay. And yeah, because the idea is, is that basically you need to trap enemies, right? And the way that you do that is, like in Empire Strikes Back, where they're um, wiring up the legs of the AC-80, you basically need to do it. So you pull the chain out, and then you basically you need to tie the enemies in the chain, right? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, the chaining isn't like essential. It's just another aspect of the gameplay that you can use to... Uh, okay get more damage in on enemies. Oh, and yeah. You can like tie up multiple enemies at once. Uh, there oh, are cool. there are certain missions, like little side missions where you have to catch someone and you have to chain them up before they get away. Okay. Um because you are a cop and you do yeah. some kind of menial cop stuff. Like throwing uh, away trash well as... and stuff like that. Yeah, no, like there is just a trash system where you pick up a piece of litter on the floor and chuck them in bins. And you do uh, trash combos. No. Mm, I feel like they mm. missed a trick there. And there's like, oh, a guy who wants you to catch his catch his cat and you have to kick a can <laughs> towards it to distract it. Um, or a guy who wants you to catch his dog and you've got to corner it with your uh, corner it with your legion. Okay. Uh, it's like fun little side stuff like that outside of the combat that kind of fleshes the yeah. game out. And... So it's kind of, it's basically like an open world game then? No, it's it's mission oh. based. Um, All right. Like, between each mission, you go back to the uh, the headquarters, Got and you. you can talk to everyone there, and like they have different things to say after every mission. Right. And there's some other stuff you can do there, like go in the lockers and change your outfit and 
uh, change your legions colors mm-hmm. and all that. And then when you like want to start the mission, you go to like a certain point, and then they send you off there. Okay. And yeah, no, it's it's very mission based. Uh, you can do little like activities around the areas. It typically has a flow so, of okay, you start in a bigger area, right, with lots of little side stuff, and then you go to a more linear section where you are chasing down the court. The Got you. So it's not like an open world, but it is just kind of like you have your main mission, but each main mission has side missions associated yeah, with it. Yeah, okay. and there's like lots of exploring and finding stuff, and it's good fun. That sounds alright. I don't mind the yeah. structure a bit like that, but I kind of uh... hope Bayonetta Three takes some cues. Like, I don't want it fully, you know. Oh, you're going through round like doing loads of side missions and stuff, but you know, some more stuff to do between the fighting. Yeah, because the way because what I always remembered from Bayo One was that it was almost a little bit like Doom 2016, where you'd have a couple of corridors, but you'd most it'd be basically it'd be like sort of beads on a line where you keep. You go to an arena, then you go, then you go to the other arena, and basically it's just like really bits of quiet downtime between just these arena mm. sort of things, which is fine. I mean, I think it's one of those things that, like, if you're into those kind of games and like you know getting big combos, then that's kind of the what, like, essentially, I think your like kind of that perfect game would be essentially what the loading screen is, where you're literally just doing combos one after the other, you know, yeah. but. Yeah, it's the only I, I reason find it I ever. Fun. What's that? I find it very good fun. Okay, that's good. Uh, I I won't mind like a bit more outside of that though. Yeah, I I, I think I think Dune twenty sixteen has a lot of good exploratory stuff. Yeah, like, that's the, the one secrets thing in like... that game are fucking well hidden. I like yeah the thing I like about Dune twenty sixteen is that essentially like you realize after you fight all these enemies that these arenas are almost like very 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 small super mario 64 levels where they kind of have these different like levels to them and little hidden areas and stuff like that it's nice it's like it's like if you played banjo kazooie and like for the first half of a level you're clearing out all the enemies and then for the other half of the levels you basically you're you're getting the jiggies kind of thing but mm. instead of having uh beak pecks and stuff like that uh you've got a big shotgun and you shoot people that said, though, Banjo Tooie does have a shotgun in it. Yeah. Have you played Banjo Tooie? It's Kazooie. Yeah, you use Kazooie um, as a gun. I don't. But, and I, then it goes I, into first I, person. I found that out when Smash, when Sakurai was like, "Hey, so there was this first person shoot section in Banjo Kazooie." Yeah. Where you use Kazooie as a gun. I think the reason that they did that, and it's super weird, because like Rare at the time were like, "Hey." Guess what, guys? We're gonna do uh, Banjo Kazooie, but then we're also gonna do Goldeneye and like all this sort of stuff. And I think that they had such a good time on Goldeneye, they decided that basically they were gonna put Goldeneye in every single game they made afterwards. Mm-hmm. So Donkey Kong 64's multiplayer has Goldeneye-style FPS shooting arena stuff. Okay. Banjo Tooie has that as well, and also has it as missions in the game. And then. Um, I want to say... Oh, uh, Conquest Bad Fur Day has it as well. Yeah. It's very weird. They were just hmm. like, let's just put first-person shooters in everything. We figured it out. Let's we figured it. out what people Everywhere. like. And what they like is having a game be normal for 80% of the time, but then having 20% of the game, which is a first-person shooter. <laughs> it's almost as if they decided that they had a Game Over Time episode where somebody gave them the prompt, can you please put a first-person shooter in every game type? Yeah. And that's what okay. they did. Well, so the we spent is, a lot of time Yeah. Hmm. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. We haven't got, we haven't got yeah. much... I'm fine. I mean, if, yeah. you wanted to, if you wanted to coffee break for the rest of the episode, I'm fine <laughs> with that. It's already a weird well, enough episode as it did to begin with. We should we'll probably... Be, pa- like you know, head back in for a few minutes to just tie it up. Well, we're not heading back anywhere, Ben. We have, this isn't like a proper episode, is it? Well, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna swivel my chair around. Oh, okay. You're gonna. That's okay. Well, make sure you're not I, wearing I, headphones because otherwise, yeah. then that might unclip. Mm. I I do IRL transitions whenever I have to like talk about something different. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so I'm just gonna swivel real quick. Okay, here we go. I think, 
Okay, I think for when you swivel, you should use um, the Donkey Kong sound effect for that. Okay. Make sure. Make sure. Let me just hit that, that one. Nice. Okay, right. so uh, we've we've got ideas. Yeah, let's go over the ideas that we had then. Game okay. for crocodiles. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the other one? Uh, clicking. <laughs> yeah, game, 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 clicking, game for crocodiles. Second and... idea. We had a third idea. I'm sure of it. Oh, a game that Matthew Matosis would want to review. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Uh, an episode where we I could do, oh uh an episode where we go to hell and we have to make the game from hell. Okay, yeah, yeah. There we go. That was a good. That one. one's a hundred percent. That yeah, that's a, that's a good. We're gonna do that after the next episode, maybe, probably. We'll do that after. Oh no, because after yeah, because after one episode, we're gonna have to do another guest, aren't we? Hmm. Yeah. No. Uh, well, actually, this is episode twelve next. Okay. So, so then thirteen, we'll then fourteen, more. and then yeah, we're gonna have a guest on, which would be very yeah. exciting. I discussed that now, but we can't for legal reasons. Yeah, but we kind of know who we want, but whether mm -hmm. they'll do it or not, we'll wait and see. It's not going to be The Rock, though, because we haven't got to there on the Patreon yet. No, uh, we're, we're close. How much, Let me just have a quick check how close we are to getting The Rock on. Uh, right. Uh, about... 190,000 $199,998 off. Okay. We're not far then. No. Okay, that's good. Um so, so game from hell, game for crocodiles. Yeah, yep. Game for crocodiles and, from hell, game for okay. Matthew Matosis and the other A game one. for Matthew Matosis uh pretending to be a crocodile from hell. From hell to click his fingers along to. Which mm -hmm. I don't think a crocodile could do because they haven't no, got fingers up there. Oh yeah, they could, I guess they could click their teeth, couldn't they? Um, yeah. I guess we need one more idea then. Oh, I've already said the trying about... to play. FB... Mm. I've, now I've got, I've got it. Okay. So we do an episode where, like, the yakuza. Yeah. They like, they capture us, I guess. Yeah. Or they trick us or something, and they end up tying us up, and then we they have a translator who talks to us in uh, English. Okay. And it translates everything they say. That, that's what um, a translator usually does. Yep, that yep. looks familiar. And we'll just insert some random Japanese, you know. It doesn't okay. need to be accurate. Be funnier. Okay. Um, and then we uh, put that in. We'll get that po ed edited in post. Okay. And then they task us with, like, creating loads of games. Like, okay. they, they say, are you, you really good game designers? Then prove it. All right. I feel like you've had this idea. I feel like this idea is being preconceived, mm. but I couldn't. I can't put my finger on why. Nah. No. It seems like a very me idea, but I can't yeah. really put my finger on why. Well, it's a shame you didn't think of it first. Oh, no. It is a shame that I didn't think of it first. That is very true. And whether we do it next episode or not, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Ben, have we got any? Uh, do, do we want any small ideas? Do we want anything to potentially, you know, tease the audience before we go back to a normal episode of Game Overtime again? Um, I don't know. Do you? Uh, I don't know. Let's uh, let's have a look at the list. The list of Game Overtime ideas, which I don't even think a game for the sun was on. Funnily, I think that was literally no. just that was something that was pulled out of the air. Uh, I think we're just going for something simple. Yeah. Uh, let's let's have a look. I a game to help you get simple. away with a criminal. A game to help you get away with a criminal act. Uh huh. A game for church in order to enhance the experience. Yep. <laughs> a game for all the family brackets: the Manson family, Adams family, famous families. Uh, Fifteen uh, games to send into space to convince aliens are intelligent life forms. Uh, we've already kind of done that idea, haven't we? Oh but, wow! Uh, we've also done a game that uses food as control interface. That's true. Yeah, we, we have literally do... done that. Yeah, we managed to do uh, Miltroidvania in that episode. I fuck. It's fucking me up that we've managed to accidentally do some of these without even. I know. Realizing. A video game to bring around world peace. Well, I would argue that all our videos do that, which is pretty good. A game a that game... starts with letter X. We did do that. Yeah. Uh, Virtual Sun Simulator, brackets, Milo 2, Milo Harder. 
uh, a game that would convince George Lucas to make another Star Wars movie. Ooh. Not going to happen. I don't know. I think he might do it. Hmm. Uh, a game, a about, game about a game about game over time. Hmm. See, that's weird. a bit weird. Yeah, that is very. How how weirdly poignant is that? Oh, James, I've just noticed it's... something. What's that? I think I'm recording. Oh no, I I didn't even know that was happening. Oh, Ben, can you stop recording or? Um. Yeah, let me just hit the button real quick. Thank you.